Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition, episode, chapter, whatever the heck. Somebody please tell me what to call this thing so I can get this intro down pat. Well, anyway, today I have Mr. Jim O'Keefe, local detective, and I think he's going to have some great stories for us. And uh, all I'm going to do is say thanks for listening ahead of time now, and then I'm going to say welcome, Jim. What do you have to say to my audience? Well, welcome, Ed. Thanks for having me here, and uh, yeah. hello to everybody that's listening. Yeah, yeah. So, you're a detective. Did you used to have to wear the blue uniform before you got your detective thing? Or let's get a little background. I, I, you just throw it out there, and then I don't have to ask so many questions. <laughs> Where do you want to start? Well, when you were eight. No, that's uh, a joke. That's a long time ago. Well, not as long as it was for me. <laughs> So, yeah, we, uh, uh, you got into law enforcement. Why? Well, and when? So, I started my law enforcement career back in 2000. So, I've been doing it now for 22 years. And it I looked, is 2022 now, isn't it? It is. It is. Okay. That's cool. When I first got into law enforcement, I was trying to find a career path that I thought I would enjoy that was a little bit more exciting, a little type A personality. Yes, some of the days are the same. They're similar, but there's always a little bit different. Um, and I kind of gravitated towards law enforcement and uh, haven't looked back since. So you did you like go to the academy? Yes. So anybody hired in the state of Iowa has to attend uh, the academy down in Des Moines. Uh, back then it was 12 weeks. Now they're up to either 18 or 19 weeks. So it's it's extended out. Slow learners? Is that... <laughs> Just adding more to the plate. Just, okay. Just adding more to the plate. And some of the things that they have been adding, they need. Uh, it's been some good changes as far as the length of the academy, but it's definitely a lot longer. I'm sure just technology itself. It's night and day difference from when I first started. Right. Night and day. Yeah. So so did you like have a beat then, a squad car, a partner, uh, you know, so blue would, uniform, black uniform? Come on, let's, yeah, let's have so details. I, I work here in the city of Clear Lake. Okay. And um, my primary role is investigations. That puts me in plain clothes. I do help out in patrol from time to time. Uh, as needed, we've been short officers, so I've been doing a little bit more patrol work now. Blame COVID, right? I don't know what you can blame it to, right? It's just, uh, it's different. Yeah. So law enforcement is not a uh, desired field for people to want to get into anymore. Nobody wants to work nights and weekends anymore, right? Yeah. And what about defund the police? Uh, yeah. We've heard for a couple of years now. Yeah, things that, uh, again, didn't help the, the situation out. Yeah. Do you guys get treated with respect here in our little town of North Iowa, or do you still have some people that... I got to be honest, Clear Lake is a great community. I believe North Iowa in itself is a good place to be, you know, for the most part anyway. But Clear Lake has been awesome. Uh, the people in this community really do support law enforcement, and they're not afraid to let you know. You always have some people that will never like law enforcement. That's just part of the job. Right. But as a community, phenomenal. Yeah, well, I'm a salesman. Some people don't like salesmen either, yeah. so that's just part of the job. That's why they make the signs, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I know you you do some training for, I don't know if it's other departments or lay people or whatever uh what what uh what kind of training do you do or teach or you talking about qualified? The, the rts side of the house that side of the business or the what the rts the... oh yeah 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 go tell us about it <laughs> yeah 
So it was back in 2009. I decided to start a business on the side and I wanted to start teaching firearms training. And what took place is some more roots to Clear Lake. So back in the day, Mike Cookman uh, retired from the Clear Lake Police Department. So Mike Cookman was a police officer in Clear Lake and he used to teach permit to carry for years in the area. Me being a younger guy, I don't want to be rude. So I reached out to Mike and I said, hey, listen, I'm thinking about doing this. I just want to run it by you because I don't want to step on toes. Right, right. Mike right away says, oh, thank God. I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. So have at it. So in 2009, I formed a, a limited liability company, um, RTS Concealed Firearms Training. And... I started doing it because back in 2009 and prior to that, when you had an Iowa permit to carry, you had to qualify every year. Okay. And so I had people coming to me on a yearly basis to shoot. And it's, it's not a thing I was like, it's bad, but what I was seeing on the range was concerning to me because there was some formal training that I thought needed to be provided to people to give them a better opportunity to really explore their firearms abilities and just to be safer in general. So you, for lack of better words, you said it very nicely concerned you. I'd say it'd be scary. So in not so nice terms, there were several times I would come home and I would tell my wife, uh, yeah, today I had a guy in today took his gun, pointed right at me, you know, didn't realize it was doing fingers on the trigger. Oh. You know, those types of incidents. Just not realizing what they're doing. Right. Not in a threatening manner, just lack of skill sets, lack of awareness. Right, right. And that happens. Yeah, do you do any training for other law enforcement officers or, uh, you know, uh, tactical things, not necessarily with a gun, but... You know, how to use a baton, sneak up on somebody, <laughs> stakeouts, you know, all this stuff we see on TV. So as far as department training goes, uh, I do firearms training for our agency. And then I also do less lethal with uh, our taser. I'm a certified taser instructor as well, too. Oh, those things. Of course, it's Hollywood what I see them. Uh, is Hollywood portray a taser? Like it happens? No, it does not. All right, tell me. Give me the short version. Uh, well, Ed, the short version is it's an electrifying experience. I think you should try it sometime. <laughs> no, I'm not interested. It's five seconds of your life. You're going to love it. <laughs> I'm not interested. Thank you. <laughs> but, you know, I'll watch. I'll, I'll watch a demonstration <laughs> or I'll pull the trigger. So we just have to talk Barb into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in, let's see. So you started in 2000, it's 2022 now. So you got about 22 years experience. Correct. Tell me some good stories, you know, like kicking in a door or. Oh, or, I don't uh, know if I should go into any stories, but. Oh, come on. Give us a taste. You know, it, it, you know we'll change the names to protect the innocent. <laughs> and if you take creative liberties, you can embellish them all you want. But I'm sure my <laughs> listeners want to hear something good. Of course, I'm I'm a movie guy that watches. Uh, uh, I guess you'd call it violent movie. So I I uh, I would enjoy this story. Look at he's staring at the ceiling now, ladies and gentlemen, trying to filter which stories he should tell and shouldn't because 
on a personal note, I've known Jim for a few years, and he has shared a few stories <laughs> and videos with me, but I'm not at liberty to uh, rain on his parade. So I, <laughs> Maybe I, we're going to have to hold on for the next time. Oh, well. Cause I, my, my brain is sitting here rolling, yeah, and I'm just trying to figure out. <laughs> yeah, your hard drive is spinning. Where to right? go from here? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? If you don't want to, I'm not going to twist your arms because your arms are way bigger than mine. I wasn't expecting any <laughs> uh, work-related stories, you know. Well, you you never know what I'm going to do because, as I tell Johnny G, it's my show, damn it. <laughs> and I always got to be careful I don't get in trouble. So that's right. <laughs> is that is the HIPAA law come into play? Not or? so much there, but I just I would always be cautious to say anything, and especially that's a. Uh, you know, on recording or somebody found it to be embarrassing or, if, you know, affected or impacted their life differently. I'm right. just kind of cautious. And that's, that's very noble of you. It's kind of like uh, I interviewed Dr. Dan Waters, sure. former cardiac surgeon, now retired novelist. And uh, he used the word HIPAA a couple of times when I asked him <laughs> questions. Yeah. And I don't know, really know what HIPAA stands for. But anyway, so uh, what's a detective policeman do for hobbies? Other than I know you boat. Yeah. So In the summer. I don't know if you boat in the winter. I tried. I didn't get very far. Yeah, well, ice was thick. Yeah, I, I got to the to the dock, and I, I got no further than that. So. Yeah, that happens. Um, I also like to ski, so I enjoy skiing. Snow ski, water ski? Snow ski. Okay. So wintertime, I do like to ski. Uh, all the kids ski with me now. My wife still can't ski to save her life. Yeah, it's uh, it's like watching Bambi when Bambi's on the ice <laughs> and her legs like that. That right there, he just Ooh. envisioned my wife. Well, somebody has to save the table and the chalet for when you're done, right? Yeah, make so sure there's enough chairs for. We everybody. enjoy skiing. Uh, the firearm stuff keeps me busy. Uh, I typically run, especially in the fall, winter, about two classes a month, so that keeps me busy. And then there's just enough other family activities going on there as well. In the summertime, it seems like we're always trying to be on the water as much as we can. Uh, we really do enjoy the lake. I was out there yesterday, the night before. I'll probably go out there again today because I have the day off. So we do a lot of that stuff. Uh, you take some good pictures of sunsets off the bow of your boat. Try to. I, yeah. I noticed that you posted them on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. I've got a I've got a real good one one night. Uh, of the city dock all lit up oh and the city dock how it's lit up it's reflecting off the water nice and uh i kind of position it just right off the front of the bow so looks pretty sharp i'll show you yeah yeah uh, speaking of uh of the city dock and the seawall here in clear lake which is really picturesque mm -hmm. and everything uh, i don't know if you're familiar with the i don't know if it's hulu or netflix or whatever uh show called Virgin River. I have seen the ad for it. I have not seen it, though. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, we've, we've been watching it, and everything is, is like, perfect. It's picturesque. Of course, it's a, it's a fake name because i got to Google it while I'm watching it. But uh, last night, uh, Barb and I went down to the Lady of the Lake mm -hmm. and sat there on Wednesday nights, and I said, you know, and then we, then we left to go meet some friends. I said, this is almost like a Virgin River scene. There's People in the park, people walking their dogs, bicyclists go by, boating. Uh, it was a beautiful evening. It's like, I'm glad we live here. Yeah. As one individual told me one day, it's the, the perfect little slice of Americana. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, 
didn't somebody paint a uh, uh, Americana picture of Clear Lake oh, did uh, they? 4th of July? I think uh, an artist named Rotting House, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. You're probably correct. Uh, I try and be accurate. Being correct or right is a sign of arrogance. I like the word accurate. It's the first letter of the alphabet, and I can remember it. But anyway, so what what are your future plans uh, when you decide to hang up your gun belt and badge? Because uh, I'm going to guess you got like a 25 or 30-year stint before uh, you'll get the monthly uh, stipend. Yeah, correct. So technically, I have eight years left, and I'll reach my 30-year mark, or I could continue to work. Um, it's funny that you say that. What are my plans? Cause I do have ideas. Sure. I just don't know what's ever going to formulate. Um, one crazy idea has been, you know, we, we pack up and buy a condo or move to Mexico and enjoy the beach. Cause right. like I said, we enjoy the water. Uh, I've looked at the ideas of, and I've looked at some stuff online before, some of your security fraud investigators can work for banks and credit card companies, and you can work remotely. Oh, so okay. You don't have to be in an office. You can do everything just like you do right here from your house, work from your computer. Right. And, and do those types of investigations. So those jobs are out there. And that seems to kind of fit my niche as far as what I do. I do a lot of financial crime investigations and stuff like that. So that's an ongoing every day. It's never going really? to stop. How, how do you Just get to get the worse. bottom of that? What What's the meat and potatoes of helping somebody out that's been... You can't, you can't always. Yeah. You can't always. There's a lot of times by the time you get involved, the money's gone. It's out of country. And there's no getting that money back. Sometimes some of the frauds are local. And you have low-level frauds that are local that you can get resolved for the individuals. A lot of times the more sophisticated frauds, they're using... Uh, certain buffers they kind of go through one person to another person to another person so it gets stepped on three four times the money is transferred to several different accounts through cashier's checks etc green dot cards there's all these different forms of payment that they're sending the money sending the numbers and by the time you catch up to it because the legal process moves slower right right it's gone so there's not much you can do um, so, so is this a fraud like when I get a call because I am a senior citizen and uh, they say, you know, your grandson is in Mexico and he needs $5,000 right away. And you can send your money here or buy, uh, you know, 25 Google Play cards and put them in the mail. And send. Is that the type of thing you do? That's exactly one of them. Uh, then you got the other ones where people call They're from the IRS. That's another big one. They'll get people on the phone. They'll tell them to stay on the phone the whole time with them, have them go to the bank. They want to hear their conversation really? with the bankers. Um, you know, they tell them, don't tell the bank what we're doing. This is confidential. Don't let anybody know. They, they kind of surround it in secrecy to make them feel obligated not to say what the real story is. Um, wow. That's interesting. The banks have done really good. Uh, one of our local banks here we work with a lot. They've done a great job stepping up and, and really kind of curbing that behavior. And their their people, their staff have done a great job of stopping some of those uh, transactions before the money was gone. So that's been great, too. But it's never going to stop. I can tell you that much. I, I have a little personal story with that. My mother, who 
today while we're recording this. What What is this, the 18th today? It's her birthday, but she's been gone for three and a half years. And when she was in the assisted living, she called me up and she goes, these people call me and they tell me, you know, this or that, and they want my social security number and that. She goes, it just confuses me. I said, mom, you give them my phone number and tell them to talk to my son and they'll never call you again. Or if they do, that's your line to live. And it it took a lot of um, burden or relief off her mind Mm -hmm. knowing that I'd take care of it because I knew it was a scam. Yeah. And it seems like for whatever reason, once one person gets a scam, it seems like that person just seems like they're more susceptible to more frequent calls, more attempts. It's almost like they gravitate towards that person. It's funny for me because with a business, uh, I have my business on Facebook. They don't give right. me a whole lot. You can't put firearms trainer, right, as far as the type of business. So I think I have it like athletics. So I get all these like text messages. Hey, I want to send you my kids to personal train. They're going to arrive in a limo. I'm going to prepay you money, <laughs> etc. So I play with those and have as much fun as, with those as I can. And my funniest story with that is one day I had that occurring and I'm just, I'm stringing along, stringing along. And by the time I got done with it, I had received two different credit card numbers. And what's funny is because everything didn't match, the addresses from the credit card companies are different. And so while I'm doing that, I'm simultaneously on the phone because I could figure out which credit card company it was. So I'm doing this while I'm on the phone at work, actually talking to the credit card company validating whose account this is and they're closing the account while we're doing this. So we were able to shut down two accounts before they were actually able to defraud it. It was pretty funny. And then after two, I couldn't get any more out of them. So I let them know that, you know, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Multitasking and nipping it in the butt. Is that what what you'd call it? Yeah. And having a good time doing it. Yeah. So um, we're getting down here to the point where Ed has to be quiet because 20 minutes of Ed is enough for anybody. But uh, what what kind of message would you like to give the general public from a law enforcement, and I know we're a small community, what kind of message from a law enforcement um, officer, that's the term I'm looking for, uh, that you'd like to put out there? And, and also about people who you know, want to use firearms uh, without I, knowing what they're doing. Yeah, I guess from the law enforcement side of things, uh, I would just like to personally say thanks to everybody um, who we serve. Uh, and it's been great since you moved out of the city limits, by the way. Crime rates already went down, Yeah. by the way. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. But, uh, no, I, I, I appreciate it and want to say thanks to everybody uh, in the Clearly community, especially that we work with. It's a It's a great place to live. It really is. And uh, I agree. I enjoy the people and I, we appreciate their support and it doesn't go unnoticed. Um, people send us a lot of things that were care packages, little things they drop in just to let you know, Hey, we're thinking about you. And it actually does mean a lot. It goes a long way. Uh, so those gifts are definitely appreciated. And um, especially for the new officers kind of coming in, it's kind of fun to let them know. Uh, I don't one of our newer guys out just a couple days ago doing some firearms. And on the way to go out to shoot, we stopped off at a store to get some drinks and stuff. And, and it was ran into one person after the other after the other. And he's like, wow, like, seems like you know everybody. And I said, listen, we're not a small, small town, but, you know, 
we still have a little bit of a small town atmosphere here. So you're going to get to know people. You're going to build relationships, friendships, and be able to have those conversations with people, even in a, in a town of our size. So it's, it's still a small town in essence. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. And, uh, um, we appreciate what you do. Uh, appreciate getting to know you. Uh, first time I think I met Jim was at the gym, but two different spellings. And, uh, I forget what or what we were talking about, but uh, for whatever reason, my voice seems to carry, so I could not uh, keep my conversation concealed, and he smarted <laughs> back with something, too. But anyway, Jim, thanks for uh, taking time on your day off, yeah. and this will probably air sometime in September. I'll give you a heads up. Uh, appreciate what you do for our community, even though I live outside the city limits now, and um We'll have you back again once you realize some good juicy stories you can tell. Yeah, we're going to think about that one, Ed, and we'll uh, we'll figure that. You'll have to give me some time, and now I can kind of process that. Sure. And then what I'm thinking about, too, I listened to your podcast on your law enforcement experiences. we got to get a little bit more excitement in your life. We need to get some better stories. Uh, I filtered those. <laughs> I leak out what I want to leak out, and no more. We gotta have a little bit more fun, Ed. Uh, I have fun at, at my own level. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, Jim, before you spill the beans on anything else on me, I'm gonna say thank you f for coming in today. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. You can find me on my website at hallback.com. That's E D H A L B A C H dot com. Send me an email. Tell me what you think. For God's sake, somebody tell me. Uh, if this is an episode, a chapter, or whatever, so I can get my, my intro down. And I do not have a quote for you today. Do you have a quote you want to share today? Not today. No, his, his head is shaking horizontal instead of vertical. So uh, I'll let you guys Google a quote of the day for yourself. But you can always sign up for one by sending me an email, and I do send them out seven days a week, 365 days a year. So with that being said, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.